0: It's fall, so the clocks go back an hour. The good news is you will get an extra hour of sleep this weekend. In theory, I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there saying not so fast. Uh, Canadian researchers warn daylight saving and the switching clocks we do twice a year can contribute to a phenomenon known as social jet lag, where people suffer from a disrupted sleep and sleep debt, mental and physical fatigue, metabolism issues, and more. Uh, doctors from the University of uh, Turku in Finland have also suggested the risk of strokes and heart attacks increases by 7% following the time change. To talk about the value of a good night's sleep and more, we're joined by Dr. David Greenberg from St. Joseph's Healthcare in Hamilton. He is also a grad from Western University. Uh, Dr. Dave, I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Oh, good morning! It's a pleasure to be here. I'm actually in Toronto, not in at the other. Oh, state sorry. There. Okay, okay. It's all good.
1: It's all good. I went to McMaster as well, so for my undergrad. So I'm happy to represent Hamilton too. Uh,
0: so, how big of a disruption to our sleep does the uh, time change cause?
1: I feel like you gave such a great introduction. I don't have anything more to say. You 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 captured all the you captured all <laughs> the facts, which is great. I think that I think that a good way of thinking about it because I've been thinking about this this week. Is that when we look at jet lag, right, we look for about a day for every hour of time zone. So which doesn't seem like a big deal. But the as you were alluding to the social jet lag thing. Normally during the course of the year, the days get longer or shorter by about 10 minutes a week. So our bodies generally have a pretty easy time acclimatizing to changes that happen slowly, but not so much to change that happen quickly. So by moving the clocks an hour, you're actually you're actually bringing in six weeks of clock change in one night. And I think that it, it really messes people up. The other thing about jet lag is that when you come back from your trip, wherever it is, first of all, there's at least a chance you're better rested. But leaving that aside, um, you're coming back to the same environment you left. This is putting you in a completely different place than you were the day before. And I think the other thing that people do is they tend to think, oh, great, you know, I get an extra hour of sleep, so I'm going to sleep longer. But actually, I think what happens is oftentimes, and there's evidence for this, is that they tend up to stay up later. And their sleep gets messed up during the course of the week. So the net over the course of the week is they actually sleep less rather than more when when they get that extra hour sleep.
0: So one of the interesting things about this always is because I I think of um, you know my schedule. Uh, I wake up at three thirty in the morning uh, to do this job. And then weekends I do not wake up at three thirty. So I feel like I change time zones all the time. There are people who are on shift work who would be in the same uh, position as me. Are there people who are don't notice it as much, but still feel the effects and, and just don't uh, appreciate it? Or how about the, I'm just curious about the people mm-hmm. who maybe are in shift work, but don't, and maybe might do this on a weekly basis, but don't have the same impacts or notice the same impacts.
1: It's a great question. And I have patients that just flat out can't tolerate shift work. So there, there's them and there's them. And I, you know, I've, I, I speak to people on morning media stuff and I realize how, what a challenging job it is. And, you know, as a, as, a, as a GP, I delivered babies for 30 years and, you know, was sort of used to going nights without sleep. And, and you know, having a six-hour night's sleep is thinking it's a good night's sleep. And, you know, one of the things I say to people is, you know, doctors can't always relate to what the patients are going through, but not sleeping is how we train. So we know about that and we can relate to it. And the fact is, is that the not sleeping part has a massive impact on what, you know, we talked about the three pillars of health here, physical health, that you alluded to, the risks of strokes, heart attacks, and, and you know, so on. Uh, people's mental health, um, big contributor to things like anxiety, depression, and people's emotional health, which is people tend to be cranky. Um, whether some, Everybody's sleep is a little bit different, but I think your point about do some people notice it more or not is an interesting one because the fact is, first of all, we know that about a third of Canadians between 34 and 65 just don't sleep well at all. So those people are much higher risk. If you take that as their baseline and then screw it up even further, they're not going to do well. But I can tell you in my own practice, the number of people that don't sleep well but don't acknowledge it um, because they think that's just the way it is or, you know, sleep's supposed to be natural and if this is the way I'm sleeping, you know, so be it, um, is, really quite, is really quite striking. And I, I have to reinforce to people that if you're waking up in the morning and you're not feeling rested either because you're having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep or getting up in the middle of the night to pee and you can't get back to sleep or your mind starts racing, it's really, really important to talk to your healthcare provider and see if you can make that better because there are lots of things that we can do both um, from lifestyle perspectives and also from doctor intervention kinds of perspectives.
0: What tips would you have for people who have chronic sleep issues or who maybe are really just deeply impacted by the time change?
1: Well, I think the first thing to do is to try and for, for, the, for the first half of the question is the people that are deeply impacted. I think the first thing to do is figure out why you're not sleeping. So, for example, I had a young woman come in the other day who told me who was taking a sleeping pill at night and told me that it wasn't working anymore. And it turns out the reason it wasn't working anymore was because she also takes medication for ADHD and she started taking it later. So it was keeping her from falling asleep because it wasn't wearing off in time. Like there's all kinds of reasons why people don't sleep. So the first thing to do is try and figure out why you're not sleeping, and then address that specifically. For a lot, a lot of people, the biggest problem is what what is referred to as sleep hygiene, which is not having a set bedtime. Coming into you know when I, I think of my grandparents' bedroom, it was two single beds with a chest of drawers. Um, now everybody's bedroom has become flex space. It's an office. It's an entertainment center. It's a dining room. And the fact is is that if your brain doesn't know that it's time to go to sleep because it's not getting those cues from the environment, it's very difficult to fall asleep. So setting up your space so that it's, your brain is ready to go to sleep, turning your phones off, turning your TV off, if you're the kind of person who can't fall asleep on TV, making sure the temperature, all those sleep hygiene things are really, really important. If you have a partner that snores, like there, those kinds of things are important. And I think that there's pretty good evidence that setting a similar bedtime every single night. And again, of course, with you, because you know, who wants to get up at 3.30 in the morning on a Saturday, um, there are going to be individual exceptions. And, of course, there's people that just can't sleep more, like if you've got babies in the house. Um, there, but at least to try and make the best of what you've got and, you know, try and come up with some reasonable plan. And, as I said, um, there are things that, that doctors can help with.
0: Dr. Greenberg, really appreciate the time. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, and get some rest. I will. (laughs) You too. (laughs) All right. Thanks. That's uh, that's Dr. David Greenberg from St. Joseph's Healthcare, an eye-opening conversation about sleep.